We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen TPFL. It's NFL time for the last time of the regular season. We're here to talk week 18. We will have some playoff stuff over the next couple weeks. It will be incorporated with the basketball podcast, so there won't be separate uh, because the basketball slates on Thursday in the next few weeks are pretty small, so we're able to do both. Uh, joined, as always, by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? It's going all right. I've been kind of in my the last few days sick. Who knows if it's COVID or not? Still waiting on test results, but starting to finally feel better today. You know, I should be good to go for foosball on Sunday. Yeah, I got to get that, uh, you know, that ordered food in and, um, you know, get you some oh. NFL going. That'd yeah, no, I've better. definitely had a lot of postmates. <laughs> well, you got to remember, too, like you get football on Saturday, too. Not that I don't – I don't know if those games really mean anything, but you get football on Saturday. Uh, there's two – I think the – it's what, the Chiefs – I mean, they're semi-interesting. The Chiefs have a possibility of getting the one, one seed, seed, but unlikely. And the Cowboys have possibility of moving up in the stand. Yeah, it's, it's really not great. But Yeah, the Cowboys-Eagles game, I mean, they're both clinched, so. I don't really see Tennessee losing to Houston. I mean, it's a it's an interesting week in general, and uh, we'll go through it as we're going through it. This is our normal week seventeen, but we got eighteen weeks this year. So, I mean, there'll be people sitting that don't have anything to play for. There'll be teams that are out of it that might try something different. Um, it's one of the most interesting weeks for fantasy football, and if you're on something, just just ride it out and see what happens. Um, so. I mean, don't be afraid to take a chance if you like something, if you read something. uh, I mean, people miss stuff all the time. So first look, as always, um, especially this week, because I feel like a lot will change from the time we're recording here Thursday afternoon till even Saturday night. So make sure you're paying attention to the news. So let's jump in. Grant, we start with Pittsburgh at Baltimore, 41 and a half total here. Baltimore is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, there's some potential weather in this game that we'll be paying attention to. So, I mean, check with Roth when it comes to that. But, I mean, Pittsburgh has to win and have a lot happen to make the playoffs. And then um, Baltimore has to win and a lot has to happen (laughs) for them uh, to make the playoffs. They still have, like, a – I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh have very, like, outside chances of making yeah. the playoffs. So. Yeah, Pittsburgh has to win, and Indy has to lose versus Jacksonville. Yep. So, all right. Let's start with Pittsburgh first. I mean, the biggest thing that came out this week is Deontay Johnson earlier this morning got placed on the COVID list, on, yeah. so he's not going to play. Um, there's no – there like – I don't see a chance, right? Because isn't it like five days or something? Like it's Thursday he got placed on it. So I think yeah. it'd be very yeah, – so I doubt – yeah, he's for sure gone. 
Yeah, it'd be very, very unlikely. Um, Lamar Jackson still dealing with the ankle injury. Ben dealing with the shoulder injury coming into, I mean, likely his final game of his career. Let's start with Pittsburgh first. Um, I mean, we saw Ben throw 46 times in his last game in Hines last week and was trash. Um, what do you like here for Pittsburgh? Yeah, no, it's pretty much just uh, no, no interest in Ben at all. Like, even if he throws the ball 50 times, he's still not likely putting up a big game. Without Deontay Johnson, it does make the wide receivers a little bit interesting. Chase Claypool immediately becomes a pretty solid overall play at 5.1K. He's going to probably get 10-plus targets in this, I would assume. Like, pretty much all the receiving options get a big boost. I mean, James Washington could potentially be in for a pretty decent game here at just 3.7K. I mean, we'll see what value ends up opening up, but he's a guy with some upside here. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod potentially could be a guy that ends up seeing a decent amount of volume. Uh, 10 targets last week didn't do too much with him but like there's going to be like Ben's not going to probably put up a big game but they may end up throwing the ball a lot because they like those quick passes and Ray Ray Washington Claypool maybe even Fryermuth. all will see an increase in target volume um so any one of them are like Claypool's probably my favorite and then Najee Harris is just kind of always in play like I've, we've seen it before with him getting a ton of targets without Deontay Johnson in the lineup. I mean, we all remember that week three match versus Cincinnati where I think Johnson was out and I think Claypool might've been out too. And Najee ended up with like 19 dump offs. So Najee and Claypool are clearly the top two options just based on volume, but Ray Ray and Washington both offer some decent upside at very low price tags. Yeah. I mean, Claypool and McLeod, Fairmuth, these guys are in play. Um, Fairmuth at 4.6, I think he gets a lot of work in this game. I think we could potentially see him like have a season high double digit target game with Deontay Johnson out. But I mean, they've really liked McLeod and what he's been doing. And I mean, he's been someone that has kind of came out of nowhere here recently and he's 3,800. I, I think if Deontay Johnson doesn't play, McLeod in a must win for Pittsburgh when we know Ben has no problem throwing a ton. I, I think he's very interesting here. And Baltimore's pass defense has really been terrible here recently. Najee Harris is a guy that's going to get a ton of rushing work. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's always a, a really good play, but I agree. I don't want to play Ben here on the Baltimore side of things. I mean, Mark Andrews is so expensive, but I mean, this is a game like it's a must win for both these teams. And Mark Andrews is someone that's very capable of having monster games. Lamar Jackson is someone that's capable of having monster games. Marquise Brown. But outside of those three guys, I just have no interest. Like I, I could definitely see playing some Lamar if he plays Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. But I mean, I don't want to trust Bateman's target increase. I don't trust the running back situation at all. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Baltimore? Yeah, it's pretty much the quarterback, regardless of who it is. Like, I'll play Jackson. I'll play Huntley if he, Jackson doesn't end up playing. doesn't matter. Like, Huntley has some pretty decent upside. And then it's the, like, two main pass catchers. Mark Andrews has shown his ability to have massive upside, whether it's Jackson, whether it's uh, Huntley, whether it's um, Johnson in the game throwing the ball to him. Like, he's got, been one of the best tight ends in the league over the last four weeks. He's probably been the best tight end. So even at 7.5, I think he offers a decent amount of upside, and there's not really a ton of great spend-ups on the slate at tight end. So Andrew is probably the main target, followed by Huntley. And then Marquise Brown, um, regardless of if Huntley starts or if Jackson starts, I think he is in play. I would definitely prefer him if Jackson is starting to if Huntley is starting. But he's in play regardless. He can get there based on volume. He can get a bomb. He hasn't really done fantastic over the last half of the season. But he's still a guy that offers pretty monster upside in any given matchup. But Jack Andrews and um, Lamar or Huntley are probably my main targets in this spot here. All right, moving on. We got Cincinnati at Cleveland, 37 and a half total here. Cleveland is a six-point favorite. Um, I mean, Cincinnati pretty much came out and said, we're not playing our guys. Um do you think by the end of the week we like see Chase out too? 
I would wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I think there is a possibility for uh, Cincinnati to get the number one overall seed. I want to say. Yeah, but they're sitting Burrow. Like they already, I thought they already said they're sitting Burrow. Yeah, they already said they're sitting Burrow. Mixon's and, out. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. Like Burrow, Burrow they'll sit regardless, just because he is injured. Um, would be my guess, or maybe they'll say like unlikely to suit up because they're waiting on Tennessee to see what happens. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chase gets shut down the second half of the game and Higgins and Boyd. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them halfway through the game are like, nah, F it, let's take them out. Um, because if assuming that Tennessee is beating Houston, if Houston somehow pulls off something miraculous where they're uh, in the game and leading, I could see Higgins, Boyd, and Chase all still playing. But regardless, I mean, I don't really want anything outside of maybe P. Ryan here, um, especially if they decide that, Higgins and Boyd and Chase or Chase and Higgins or two of those guys end up sitting. Uh, but I think that it's probably a spot where um, I want to kind of just stay away from everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm double checking things. Yeah. So if the chiefs end up losing, then the Bengals have an outside chance. So it kind of depends on the Saturday game. If the chiefs win on Saturday, full on fade of the Bengals outside of maybe a little bit of P Ryan. If the Chiefs end up winning on Saturday, then you could potentially go with any of these guys. I think any of them are fine if we don't get any news, just because uh, they will have an outside shot if Tennessee is keeping the game closer than they should. But more than likely, you're just fading all these guys because you don't know if any of them are going to play the whole game outside of maybe P. Ryan, which I don't even know if he's going to play the whole game. Like They could use a decent amount of Evans because P. Ryan's still pretty important to this offense. Yeah, this situation is fluid um, for sure. Like, I, I mean, they said that there's a potential chance for Chase to play in this game. Um, if they're playing for anything, I think Piron's interesting. But if they're not playing for anything, I think it's a full fade for me on Cincinnati not knowing the situation. Because I think in a large field tournament, maybe you take a shot on like an Auden Tate. Brandon Allen, Auden Tate. Like, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't mind Tate there. Because, uh, I mean, especially if, like, the news comes out with Chase, Higgins and Boyd, like, Cincinnati's going to want their full strength going into the playoffs. And I feel like if they're going to sit Chase, I don't see, like, Higgins and Boyd playing more than, like, 60% of the snaps. So I could see Tate having a sneaky good game out of nowhere. But, I mean – it all depends on if the Chiefs win or not on Saturday. If the Chiefs win on Saturday, Cincinnati probably rests people for sure. Um, Cleveland side of things, I mean, Baker Mayfield, we kind of knew that it was happening as soon as they were out of the playoff hunt. He's out. Uh, the question is, do Chubb and Hunt play in this game? Um, my question, and I know there's a lot of people that look into this kind of stuff, but is there like, a contract boost for Chubb if he scores like 10 touchdowns because he's at nine. Would that give him incentive to play in this game? It would be something because if not, I mean, I could see Chubb and Hunt sitting, getting Dearness Johnson. And I like people's Jones here. I think Case Keenum is someone that can air the ball out a little bit. And I could see my boy people's Jones having a good game here. Yeah, no, he's pretty much the only one that's really on my radar. I mean, Chubb and Hunt both fine like if they end up playing, but I don't, I don't really know how much work, work there. I mean, it's not like Felton or anyone else is Dearness Johnson injured right now. I can't remember. He got put on the COVID list on Tuesday. They said there's a good chance that he can play because he is vaccinated. Okay. Um, yeah. So they don't really have much like Dearness Johnson's fine. Like he's a good running back. I, I could see them really limiting Chubbs and Hunt's stuff. Like, yeah, you made a good point with the potential incentives, but I don't think there is one. I don't remember hearing about one. I looked into it a little bit. People Jones would be the main guy. Like he can catch deep ball. Like Case Keenum's a gunslinger. He's going to air the ball out. Like he'd be pretty much it. But I, I mean, like most week 17s in prior years, week 18 this year, I'm kind of looking for teams that are playing for something. If not, I'm just looking for the kind of the ancillary pieces in those other one spots. Yeah. I mean, so. Here's a, here's a scenario I'll throw at you, right? 
say Johnson doesn't get activated from the COVID list and Chubb and Hunt don't play, are we playing Felton at 4K? Like, he's going to play every snap he can play, right? Yeah. No, that would be scenario um where you end up playing but i doubt they're gonna say we're not playing hunt we're not playing chubb like i doubt i mean i, I think cream hunt is questionable he's so, been out for what weeks now I yeah mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back but i don't know it's just so tough to trust anything here it is i mean this is a game that has a low total but you're really going to need to pay attention to so uh, moving on, we got Washington at New York facing the Giants. 38 total here. Washington is a seven-point favorite. Any interest here in Washington? Gibson, McLaurin. Assuming Gibson plays with the hip yeah. injury, right? Yeah. I mean, assuming he plays. If not, then uh, Jarrett Peterson or Patterson, I guess, is fine. Like, it's kind of an ugly <laughs> overall game. Yeah. Like, we know who they're going to throw to them. I mean, they haven't had anything to play for, for a while. So I would assume that they're going to play everyone that can play. Like if Gibson doesn't end up playing, then, you know, Nike, you pretty much can go with Patterson. If Gibson plays, play Gibson, play McLaurin. But none of them stand out as great plays here. More Gibson than anything if he ends up playing. Because 5.8K is just too cheap for him. I mean, if you're the Giants, you don't want to win this game, right? I would four assume and six, not. you're in the top five. Like, if if any one of the Jets or the Houston wins, you potentially move up in the draft order. I'm just saying, like, if you're the Giants, you don't really want to win this game. So, I mean, if Gibson doesn't play, I think Patterson's very interesting. I don't mind McLaurin for tournaments, but I think this is going to be a, a pretty low-scoring game in general. <clears throat> From a Giants perspective um jake from is gonna start right that's what i read um he did not look good in his you know first two playing uh, <laughs> i guess his first two playing attempts uh barkley banged up i wouldn't be shocked if they're like hey you're our future we're not gonna play you um i really don't like anything from the giants i really like the washington defense in this game <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Washington defense, like, I don't want anyone from the Giants. Like, Barkley hasn't shown it off. There's no reason for them to push him. They have Booker in there, so why would they give him a ton of attempts here? Like, this is just hot garbage all the way through and through. Like, Ingram hasn't looked great this year. Galladay hasn't looked great this year. Tony's looked all right, but Jake Fromm passing the ball, not not, not anything special. So, full-on fade of the Giants. All right, moving on. We got the Bears and the Vikings. 44 and a half total here. Minnesota is a five-point favorite. Um, I mean, both of these teams are out of it. They don't really have anything to play for. So it's one of those perspectives. But I haven't seen any injury reports for any of these teams sitting anybody. So I would assume that we're going to get, like, full strength, both teams here whatever you want to call that for the bears. Um, do you like anything here for Chicago? Montgomery. Like Montgomery is the guy. I know they have no reason to play him, but they haven't had a reason to play him much recently at all anyways. And they're still giving him 20, 30 touches a game. Um, he's good. Like Minnesota's run defense isn't great. Montgomery, like you can take a shot on Mooney or Robinson. Either one of them can put up a decent game, even though Robinson's destroyed my soul this season. But realistically, I'm just playing Montgomery here. Yeah, I mean, Fields is starting this game too. <clears throat> so I actually don't hate the idea of maybe playing some Justin Fields in this game, knowing that, I mean, this might be one of his last opportunities to like kind of prove himself. So I don't hate the idea of going with like a, a Fields commit type combo um or even like a fields mooney combo it just says like a low owned potential stack in this game because it always feels like minnesota is in shootouts always feels that way and then like you can run it back with like a dalvin cook or a jefferson um i mean dalvin cook you know he played 60 percent of the snaps last week it's a little concerning i think this is a jefferson spot on the minnesota side of things yeah cook's snap attempts and the fact that we have multiple different running backs that are very good options, especially spend ups. 
Uh, I'm not going to play Dalvin Cook. I'm just too worried about them having any reason to really do too much with him. Uh, with Cousins likely coming back this week with no Thielen still, like Jefferson's in a smash spot. And he's the obvious pivot off of uh, Cooper Cup. Like he, he's been so good this season. He has massive upside, especially without Thielen on the field. Like it, it's, it's Jefferson. If you want to take a shot on Osborne or Conklin, like there should be enough to go around where either one of them can end up going off for a decent game. But this is a very, very clear Jefferson spot here. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think he's really the only guy I don't, I don't think I trust the workload for Dalvin cook enough in this spot with nothing to play for. I think it's Justin Jefferson letting him continue to have a monster season, getting that 10th touchdown and, you know, getting over 110 receptions, I think is the goal here for Jefferson. So I, um, I like Justin Jefferson, Tennessee at Houston, 43 total here. Tennessee is a 10 point favorites. Um, Tennessee ruined my hopes and dreams as Dolphins fan, but really exposed to a last week. Um, I mean, looking at the Titans here, they have to win this game. It's not like they don't have to. Win no, this no. Game. So, so, but they get the number one spot if they win this game. So, uh, I think it depends on. Oh, yeah. If I the guess Chiefs, they... if the Chiefs lose on Saturday, this game means nothing for the Titans, right? Uh, now I'm trying to remember. I think that the Bengals can still win or get the number one seed. Um, gosh, I, I hate how many different. This is always my least favorite podcast of the year, just because remembering every single playoff scenario is just awful. Um, but yeah, if so, it, it, it kind of has a whole lot of things. So if Cincinnati wins and Tennessee loses and Casey loses and either new England loses or Buffalo wins, then Cincinnati gets the number one overall seed. Um, and with the Titans, they, I think get it automatically if they win. Um, but if they lose, they need everyone else to lose. So KC loss would mean more likely that they wouldn't. I still think they're going to play most of their guys. Like I still think they'll play Foreman a decent amount. I, I have to assume they'll play AJ Brown, but I mean, maybe they wait off on Julio Jones, give him a week of rest. If another week of rest, if they end up, if KC ends up losing, like it's I think Tennessee tough. just goes out and wins this game. Let's just let's just be honest. Yeah, and I think they're just going to run the ball a lot with Foreman. Like Houston's not good versus the run. Houston's not a good team. Like I think Foreman's really the play. Like you can potentially play AJ Brown if Kansas City ends up winning because then they just have more incentive. Like they're going to pull out whatever they need to. But they have they have no real need to rest Foreman. Uh, Derrick Henry. Should He's be coming back. back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he got activated from IR yesterday. Um, yeah. So, well, designated, right? Like, that, like whatever the term is, designated yeah. for return or whatever. He'll be back for the playoffs. And if they get that buy, it's huge for him in general. Uh, so, I think when you're looking at Tennessee, I love Foreman in this game. I think, like you said, they're going to pound the rock. Houston has been awful against the run recently and all season. So, I think it's Foreman – you could play Brown if you want to, but that's really it. I don't think this is a Tannehill spot. I think this is a forming game, and they're just going to, like, like just shove it right down Houston's throat in this game. Yep. Yep, that's pretty much it. On the Houston side of things, <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any interest in Burkhead. I think if you're going to play anybody, it's Brandon Cooks, and that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, Houston does have some interest, I'm sure, in trying to – upset um tennessee i mean it's kind of interesting like i could see playing davis mills here um davis mills paired with cook like davis mills is 5300 Braden cook is going to get targeted constantly by him like the target share is pretty massive and they've shown like hey let's let mills sh- throw the ball 40 times anytime we need to so i really don't hate him here it's being played in Houston, so it's in the dome. 
Like I think Mills and Cooks are the only two viable plays. And I kind of like Mills as a lower owned um, tournament option. All right. I mean, I just talked about Justin Fields, so you're allowed to talk about Davis Mills. So. I mean, Mills has won me some money. Not a lot of money, but he's won me some money. All right, we got the Colts and the Jags, 44 total here. Colts, 15.5-point favorites. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Like, he's yeah. probably one of the top plays on the slate. My biggest concern with Taylor is do they pull him once they get up by enough, and does he have enough done by then? Is he playing for any sort of record? I can't remember. I think he's got a ways to go in order to get 2,000 yards. I'm just double-checking. He's like right. 260 or 250-something yards away from 2,000 rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very unlikely. Because um, he already – I think he already, like, surpassed the, um, like, rushing and, like – receiving 2000 yard mark yeah no he's past that one or he's yeah he's past that one still has a possibility of 20 touchdown season i don't know if there's any incentive for that like there I, th- I think that still regardless you can play him um even if this game gets out of hand probably means he had a lot to do with it Pittman is fine probably a guy i'm staying away from um this is jonathan taylor's spot here pure and simple He's 20 touchdowns on the season. What a great season for Jonathan Taylor. Like all the all the best ball finals. I'm sure Jonathan Taylor is very, very common in the in the top lineups in those things. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, I'm sure, were the two most common and probably Jamar Chase, probably three most common guys. Yeah. Like you had to you had to hit on that. And you probably could have had teams that had all three of those guys. I think the guy, one of the guys who won the millionaire, um, I think he had all three. Yeah, so that does not – it doesn't shock me. But, I mean, I don't think I want to play Pittman in this spot. I don't think I want to play Carson Wentz. I really think Jonathan Taylor and the Colts' defense is the only thing that I like here from Indy. I mean, I think it's just a given every single week, whoever's playing the Jets, the Jags, or Houston, their defense is in play. We didn't say Tennessee defense is in play, but it's in play. Uh, anything here for the Jags? Probably just if you really want to tread well – or Marvin Jones is cheap guys. They're not great plays by any means, but they're there if they fit. I mean, Treadwell's double digits in four of the last five games. He's 4,400. He's not the worst play. It was better to get those double digits when he was in the 3K range. But, I mean, all you need is that random touchdown for him, yeah. and he could he could crush. But, yeah, I don't I don't really have any interest in Jags outside of maybe a cheap Latron Quadrill. Treadmill. Treadwell? Treadwell. Treadwell. I was scrolling. Don't do that. Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, 44 and a half total here. Green Bay is a three-point favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, what do you like here for the Packers? I mean, I guess you can take a shot on St. Brown or Rodgers. Like, I can't imagine. Do we think Rodgers of- plays? I think he plays probably like the first quarter or two, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up sitting, Jones ends up sitting, if Adams ends up sitting. Like, I guess wait and see on news because they have nothing to play for um, outside of Rodgers getting the MVP. But, I like, Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you think that's possible with Rodgers <laughs> even playing half? Like, I, I think this is a, a Matt Flynn situation where yeah, they're I, trying to see what Jordan Love has. So I think here here's what I think, okay? I think he plays a series, gets his 23 yards to get over 4,000 passing yards, and he's done. Like, that's – especially with the toe, I wouldn't expect, like, Rodgers, Jones, and Adams to play a lot in this game, if any. Yeah, and Dylan either. Um, so, I mean, Patrick Taylor, load him up, right? No. He's fine. If there's reports that come out that like AJ Dillon might get limited in this game too, I'll load him up. Why not? It, this is the last week of the season and he's 4k. Uh, I'm just saying like he got six carries last week. If, if we get that, like any, like Jones is already banged up. There's a good chance with his knee. He doesn't play in this game. He's not really playing for anything. 
He's not going to get to a thousand rushing yards. He has 10 touchdowns. Like Jones, Jones probably doesn't play. So if they're going to limit, if there's a report that comes out and they're going to limit AJ Dillon in this game too, because Jones is banged up, I'll play Patrick Taylor. I have no problem with it. It's, a, it's Detroit. It's in a dome. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 4K. Yeah. I mean, wait and see on the news, but yeah, that's it. He's, he is 4K. Yeah, and, like, maybe this is a spot you take a shot on St. Brown, like you said, with Jordan Love throwing the ball a little bit and letting uh, – I mean, Green Bay, I think they, – they're not playing for anything, but I still think they want to win this game. And on the on the flip side, Detroit wants to lose this game. They are they have the second pick right now. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter unless the Jags win. They're going to have second pick no matter what. But, I mean, they don't want to win this game. I mean, do they have the second pick no matter – yeah, they do. No matter yeah. what, yeah. Because of the tie. Yeah. Unless the um, Jags win and Detroit loses, then they'd have the first pick. But the Jags, the Jags are not going to win. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like the only guy I really have interest. Like, I think they will play to win this game just because it doesn't matter. And like, that seems like what Campbell type of guy that he is where he tries to win this game. I, I like St. Brown. I really like St. Brown here. The other St. Brown, Amon Ra. Like, he has been fantastic. Fantastic over the last five, like just absolutely incredible. Whether Tim Boyle's in there or Goff's in there, he's been crushing it. He's been so good. I think that he goes off for a big game here. Um, I'm sure he has some incentive in his contract that he might hit. But I mean, in any case, uh, he's going to play and he's going to ball out. He is a fantastic play here in my opinion even though they're playing for nothing this is one of the few spots where i think he played he needs 200 yards for a thousand yards i don't i don't think that'll happen but it's not outside the realm of possibility um but he needs 150 for a thousand all-purpose yards like i i really like brown here i think the same brown here i really think he goes off for a big game and i do not think many people are going to play him I mean, it's, you could play both brothers in this game and get a little game stack going, though. Yeah, I feel like I've done the St. Brown stack before. Last time they played, what was it, week eight, when everyone was injured? Yeah, maybe this is a little uh, brothers. Uh, like, And the good thing about the Green Bay one, he's 3K. So. Yeah, it was week two uh, when everyone was injured, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, it was Monday Night Football, I want to say. It probably didn't work out, right? Uh, did not. I don't think either St. Brown did anything. I still think I won money, but did not go great. All right, Jets and the Bills, 41.5 total here. Buffalo is a 16.5 point favorite. Um, do you like anything here for the Jets? No, 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 no. I mean, Buffalo has something to play for. They can clinch the AFC East with a with a win or New England loss. They're playing at the same time, um, right? Yeah, they play at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Buffalo with something to play for in this game. I honestly, with so many people potentially not playing and not having anything to play for, I think this is a game you could play, Josh Allen, and I have no problem with it. Yeah, Josh Allen. I mean, you could take a shot in Singletary. Diggs is in play. Like they're they're playing for the division, and New England's playing Miami, who has nothing to play for. They're decent favorites, although they've struggled in Miami, I believe, the last ten years. Um, so always possible that they might lose. But yeah, and Buffalo, you can bet your ass that Miami wants to beat New England. That is a rivalry game. So, what was it last? It, was, it might have been two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago where week 17 Patriots come into uh, Miami and they lose by like 20 um, to Miami when they were absolutely awful. And yeah, they've just struggled against division rivals, but that could be Brady or that could be New England in general. I can't remember exactly what happened last year, but yeah, the Buffalo stack is always in play. You're not getting much more upside than that any given time. Um, yeah, like Josh Allen has huge ceiling, and they need to win this. Not that they're going to have a huge problem, but 
I think you can either play him or if you're not playing him, you can play Singletary because they've shown that he's kind of the main back right now. And the Jets' run defense is just absolutely horrible. Just horrible. So Singletary at 6K is a pretty solid play. If not, play the passing game. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add. We got the Saints and the Falcons, 40 total. New Orleans, a four-and-a-half-point favorite here against Atlanta. New Orleans has, like, an outside shot to still get in. Um, Is but, it that outside? Like, the 49ers. They need San Francisco to lose. Maybe, right? Yeah, so it's not even that. Like, it's very. they're going to be playing, like, they're going to be oh, playing yeah. hard for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I said outside, but I meant, like, they have to win and San Francisco has to lose. So it's not like a – but San Francisco's playing the Rams and the Rams uh, – anyway, on the New Orleans side of things, I like Taysom Hill here. Like, he's someone that can get it done on the ground. And, like, he's 6,200. And we know he's, like, capable of putting up, like, 25-plus. It's Atlanta. Like, talk me off of the Taysom Hill. Oh, I can't. He might be my favorite quarterback on the slate. Like Taysom at 6.2 going up against one of the worst defenses in the league that really doesn't force turnovers. Like Taysom is in a smash spot here. Um, as Harris is back now, um, like he has some wide receivers. I love Taysom. I don't like anything else. Like I don't, I'm, I'm probably playing a lot of Taysom naked. And that, that that's pretty much it. Like, good luck trying to figure out who he's going to go to. Like, Kamara with Taysom in there, just like I worry about his rushing touchdown upside. So, he's not really a guy I want to play. If you really want, I guess you can stack up Taysom with Kamara. But I'm hoping for a receiving touchdown to Kamara. But I, I, I really – it's just Taysom for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd pair him with anybody either. If I was going to pair him with anybody, it's probably Callaway, but it's it's probably just Taysom. And you could, like, I have no problem pairing Taysom with Kamara, for what it's worth. Uh, the Atlanta side of things, I mean, Kyle Pitts is banged up. He is um, a question of going into this game, he, dealing with a hamstring injury. He's already got over a thousand yards receiving in his rookie season. He only scored one touchdown so far this year um, over in London. So maybe he just needs to play all of his games over there to score touchdowns. All joking aside, um, I think he's a big question mark going into this game. I don't think he'll play, but we'll see. So um, he still can break the all time rookie receiving record with 60 yards. Okay, well, maybe then he does play. It's just the hamstring injury for – I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, who knows. But Everybody wants saying. to break records. So Yeah, um, Grand Ditka did it in 14 games. I mean, Matt Ryan probably throwing the ball um, 20 times. But he's only thrown the ball – have you noticed that he's only thrown the ball like less than 25 times the last two weeks? Um, anyway, is there anything that you like here for the Falcons – yeah, he has only he's also had one of the toughest schedules over the last half of the week or half of the year. He's literally had one of the toughest schedules I've seen ever. But now he gets the Saints, which is not an easy spot. Um if Pitts plays, I think Pitts is in play. If Pitts misses, I think Gage is in play. He hasn't been bad recently. Um has some decent upside. He's clearly the number one. That's kind of it. Like, if you want to take a shot on Patterson, like, go ahead. But he really has fallen off recently. Like, Davis is getting involved. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if Pitts ends up missing, Hayden Hurst becomes a pretty solid overall tight end play. He's He ain't bad. He's got some upside there without Pitts in the game. Um, but, yeah, like, it's Pitts if he plays, Gage if he doesn't, and Hurst if he doesn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina at Tampa Bay is um, where we go next. 41 and a half total here. Tampa, eight point favorite. I mean, so many question marks going into this game just in general, right? Um, from a 
from a Tampa Bay perspective, they really don't have anything to play for. They've won the NFC South. They can't get the buy. Like they really have nothing to play for. Um, for Brady to try and get MVP. Yeah, but I mean, does he go out and play a series to throw ten yards and like get get his five thousand? Like, I'm not a Brady fan, like because of I'm a Dolphins fan and the whole Patriots thing. But like, he should win the MVP, right? Like, the dude has almost five thousand passing yards and 40 passing touchdowns on the Rogers season. is the clear overall favorite right now. He's like minus 400. That's crazy. I mean, I get it, but they both might not play this game. So I don't well, know. Yeah, it is in, like they've for some reason. I mean, I guess Brady can, he can't get the all time passing yards record. He's a decent amount away from that. He's almost 500 yards away from that. Um, so if if Brady plays, then we're probably playing him because they're going to throw the ball a hundred times. So it wouldn't surprise me, although like, is like who he would throw the ball to is the biggest question. Um, yeah, Evan. My, I guess let's talk about Carolina first. It's pretty much T.J. Moore, and that's it. Yeah, if you're playing anybody, it's T.J. Moore um, or Hubbard, I guess. But you're not playing a running back against this defense unless they start resting people. Yeah. So on the Tampa Bay side, like, do, do they want to potentially get Gronk injured before the playoffs? Like, do they want to get Evans injured before the playoffs? Like, I get that Tom Brady likes to break records and wants to get MVP and that sometimes they'll just keep guys – keep throwing in the game no matter how much they're up. But I don't really see this – this could go either way. Like, I think he'll play a series. I think they'll bring in Gabbert after he gets 5,000 yards. Like I, I know they want like Tom Brady is such a guy that like wants to play, but I'm more worried about everyone else because Gronk or Evans getting injured would be catastrophic for them without Godwin now and without Antonio Brown. So, I mean, Ronald Jones is likely not going to play either. Like he is in a walking boot after the game the other day. Um, so I mean, they have Bell, they have Vaughn. Like, they have some depth at running back. I think this is a spot that could potentially be a great stay-away spot if anything starts to surface about Brady not playing the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... I'm probably just staying away. Yeah, Maybe I take a shot on Grayson. I think if I do play anything, I'm playing a full-on Evans Gronk Brady stack. Just hoping for that like monster. Grayson has not been bad, and he's 4,400. So I don't see them sitting him. These games are tough when there's nothing to play for. Like in scenarios like this, it's really tough sometimes. Yeah. So there was an alert that just came out that Justin Fields got placed on the COVID list. Uh, I mean, doesn't really Montgomery's still in play. Dalton will end up starting. That hurts my. I wanted to play some Justin Fields, man. Um. All right, moving on. We got three more games. We got the 49ers and the Rams. 44 total here. Rams four and a half um, point favorite. I mean, kind of talked about the situation a little bit. But the Rams clinch the NFC East or West with a win. Or if Arizona loses, it doesn't matter. They play at the same time. So, I mean, I think we're going to get full go from both teams here. Um, So, San Francisco needs to win this game too. So, starting with San Francisco, um, I mean, all signs point to (laughs) – Lance starting again? I mean, Garoppolo tried to practice uh, yesterday. Uh, Eli Mitchell still not able to practice. Um, Elijah Mitchell, sorry. What are your thoughts here on the 49ers? I mean, if Elijah Mitchell plays, then I think you can play him. I think he was a very viable play and probably going to get 25 touches in the spot. They're just going to try and run the ball a lot. But I think regardless if Mitchell plays, um, Lance has a decent amount of rushing upside. 
Um, he's too cheap at 5.5K. Like, I know it's not an easy spot, but playing him and pairing him, either play him naked or you can pair him with Kittle. You can play him, pair him with Debo. Um, I know Kittle hasn't done too much in recent weeks, but he still has pretty large upside. I don't know. My, my preferred play would be Mitchell if he ends up playing, but if he ends up sitting, then, I mean, Debo probably gets some more run at running back. He becomes a solid play if Mitchell ends up sitting at 8.5K as a pivot off of, like, Cup because he does have massive upside, especially considering he can get three touchdowns in the game because they love to use him in the red zone. But, yeah, like, Lance is – Mitchell's the guy if he plays. Lance is the guy if he doesn't with potential to play Kittle or Samuel. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that definitely depends on news, but I think Debo is interesting. I just hate the price. Yeah. On the Rams side, I mean, I think Cooper Cup is phenomenal. Odell Beckham has definitely found an offense that is willing to get him the ball. Higby is not bad. Sonny Michelle is going to get a ton of work out of the backfield. Akers back. You don't think he has a big workload right now, right? Cam Akers? Yeah. I don't think so. I I think at best it's like a 50-50 workload for Akers. So, I mean, they did say it was like a full go. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe you just play the passing game in here. But I think if you're going to play running back, it's still Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I think Sonny's fine, like, or Sonny. He's going to get a decent amount of workload. I can't imagine Akers having more than, like, 15 20% of the overall workload. Um, but I prefer the passing game. Like, Cooper Cup is going for the record, I think, still. And, like, let's be honest, they're going to throw the ball to Cooper Cup regardless because they're trying to make sure that they get into the playoffs. And I don't know if they even want to see San Francisco in the playoffs. So even if it looks like – Arizona's down, then I still think that he ends up with a big game and they keep throwing the ball just to get San Francisco out of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Cooper Cup's pretty close. He has the potential for 2,000 yards this season. Like, I know he doesn't really feel like and he came kind of came out and stated like, yeah, I don't really feel like it's a record if I do it in 17 games. Um, but still, I'm expecting him to get a massive amount of workload. He's probably the top spend-up on the slate. He's the safest spend-up on the slate. He just crushes every single week. Play Cooper Cup if you want to. Secondary plays are Sony and Higby. Oh, Cooper Cup, man. I could see him having a monster game here. I really couldn't. All right, so my internet dropped. I'm going to do the last two games solo here we got new england at miami it's a 40 total new england is a six and a half point favorite in this one new england is playing for something they um need to win this game so looking at the new england side first harris is still banged up uh myers is still banged up so we'll have to see if they're able to give it a go in this one. Um, I honestly, I really don't hate the idea of playing some Myers in this spot or even like a Hunter Henry. I think both of those guys are very playable here. If Miami plays everyone and they don't rest anybody here, I think Miami, obviously they want to try to win this game. Their defense has been really good here recently. And I mean, if they can beat New England, it's always good as a as a Dolphins fan uh, to see them win. But I, I think Myers and maybe potentially Hunter Henry. But I think Myers would be my favorite play here from New England if he plays. If he's out, I think you could look at Wilkinson or maybe a Bourne and Nelson Aguilar if he plays. So I mean, New England with them technically having something to play for in this game. They're in the playoffs, but they could still potentially win the AFC East if the Bills were to lose to the Jets. So maybe they don't go too hard in this game, knowing that that's probably not going to happen. But they do play at the same time. So uh, Miami, as far as the Dolphins are concerned in this game, I mean, outside of wanting to beat New England because it's New England, it's, it's really hard to love anybody here. Um, the running back situation is a mess. 
if you're going to play anybody, I think it's Waddle or Parker or Gasecki, and that's really it. Um, Seattle at Arizona is where we finish out here. Seattle, obviously, nothing to play for. Uh, tough season for them, six and ten. But I, I think, like, you know, we we just look at the matchup, and I, I feel like this is a spot they want to win too. And if they can knock down Arizona one more time, um, you know. But I mean, on the Arizona side, they want to win this game because if the Rams were to lose, then Arizona could clinch the NFC West and have potentially a better matchup. So, I mean, on the Seattle side, Rashard Penny had 25 carries last week, um, played 67% of the snaps. So I really like the spot for for Penny. DK Metcalf, um, 6,900. Obviously coming off of finally his uh, best game of the season. We had nine targets, six catches, three touchdowns. He's always a guy that has that upside. He just hasn't really shown it a ton this year. Arizona really has struggled against the pass this season. So especially recently. So I don't mind DK Metcalf in this game. I don't hate Russ, but Metcalf would be the guy that I like the most if I'm going to run like an Arizona stack and pairing it back. So I like Kyler Murray. I like Christian Kirk. Um, AJ Green will get some targets. Zach Ertz is someone else that I think you could play in this spot. And I mean, depending on the running back situation, if they have both, um, if they have both Connor and Edmonds, then I probably won't go too crazy with the running back situation here. But if Edmonds sits and Connor plays or vice versa, um, I don't have a problem playing one of them. But I mean, my main target here is probably Kurt and, um, Ertz. Uh, I think it's 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 big that we're seeing the target numbers for Ertz and with Kyler Murray at quarterback and stuff. So I do I do like Zach Ertz a lot here as a tight end play. That's it for week 18. It's been a fun season. Like I said, we will have um we will have podcast next week. For the playoffs, it will be incorporated with the NBA podcast. Sorry, my mind's going everywhere with my internet right now. Um, so we've all been there. You know what I'm feeling right now. So but that's going to wrap it up here for week 18. We'll be back next week talking football with the basketball podcast and just kind of talk about them both at the same time since this is muscle slate. So hope everyone has a good week 18, and uh, we'll see you next week.